Welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, where we put the focus on retirement and how to get the most out of our financial lives. Today's show will focus on reducing risk, cutting fees, maximizing income, and making sure you can make it through retirement with confidence in your plan. Your hosts are Jim Files and Dan Ahmet of Peak Financial Freedom Group. They are your go-to resource in Northern California for financial education and guidance. They're the authors of several successful books about financial planning, most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. Jim and Dan work exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. And today, they're going to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and blaze a clear path ahead. Here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Hello, this is Dan and Jim with your Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Welcome to the show today. And we're going to talk about a couple subjects, main subjects. One's going to be, Jim, a segment we're going to title, Mistakes Couples Make. Um, and the second, if we get to it, which I'm not sure if we'll get enough time to get to it, but it's called overconfidence in certain things in your finances. So um, I always like to start off, though, anything happened in your life that's been fun, happy, sad, shame, anything going on? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think something happened in all of our lives right now, which is really cool. You know, we've had four or five years of a major drought. And I was in Tahoe this last weekend, and I can't believe the depth of the snow. Um, right now, um, in Alpine Meadows at the ski resort, um, they have recorded 388 inches of snow. I mean, that's phenomenal. Because if you look at, you know, 388 inches, that's what is that close to, what, 30 feet of snow? 30 plus. That has happened so far this year. Um, even last year at this time, we had probably uh, two-thirds of that snow at this point or less. It snowed really heavily in December last year, but didn't snow until April again, basically. Well, this year we've had phenomenal snow. And what that means for all of us is, hey, we get to water our yards this year. Uh, We don't have to worry about water. As long as we have, you know, some level of normalcy, um, all the lakes hopefully will fill back up. And that's really cool to think that we've gone from being in devastation, really, with being out of water. Now, all of a sudden, it looks like we're going to have a really, really good year, and we might might be out of the drought, possibly. Well, that's also pretty good for you. You're not going to have to worry about conserving water in your shower because you're like nine feet tall. God knows it takes you like eight <laughs> hours just to shower, and you need like 3,500 gallons just to wash. <laughs> so you got to have the water. Well, let's look at some things right now, and how about mistakes couples make? And we see in planning the number one thing is most husbands and wives, when they come in, couples, they're not on the same page about their money because what's happened is one person, whether it's a husband or the wife, has taken care of the investments. The other person is taking care of the budget. And they those two kind of fight each other as far as the budget and the investments. Um, and they definitely are on the same page with retirement planning. Sometimes the wife's saying, I need you to retire now, honey, because you have health issues. Husband's like, no, I want to keep working because I don't know you know, or if we're going to have enough money. So all these challenges cause a lot of anxiety and problem and stress between the couple. So let's look at then some of the mistakes they might be making. Um, How about this one? You take the first one. What about making the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension? I know you've had one of those lately where they chose a certain option and now you find out, guess what? It probably wasn't the best option to choose. We see this often where, um, let's just say the husband was working at a job 
uh, and he retires, and maybe the wife uh, maybe didn't work at all, took care of the family, or she had a part-time job or made a lot less money. And the husband decides to take the highest distribution on the pension, which means that in the event he passes before the wife, in many cases, the wife will lose a lot or all of that pension income. And they don't even understand it. Uh, the husband might understand it, but the wife doesn't. And uh, it, it's a critical part of planning because what you have to figure out at that point is how do we substitute uh, making sure that if that one income source goes away, how do we make sure there's guaranteed income for the spouse? Well, think about it. It sounds good when they're making that decision. They're both yeah. age 60. They both think they're going to live for a long time. They both have great health. Yeah. There's no issues. And let's say the husband um, looks at the pension and he says, okay, I'm going to get $9,000 a month every month if I choose what's called a single life only pension or an unmodified option. So mm-hmm. they're going to pay me $9,000 every month for as long as I live. And I think my wife and I will probably live about the same. So I think we'll both be protected because they look at the numbers. He looks at the numbers and he says, oh my gosh, if I choose a joint life option, a modified option that will also pay her then I might have to take $7,500 a month. And if I die, they'll continue to pay her $7,500 a month. So they think about this $1,500 a month drag and they think about how much that's going to hurt their budget. So they go, well, you know what? It makes more sense going with the $9,000 number. And that's fine. But then at age 75, he ends up having major health issues, heart attacks, whatever. And now we know he's going to go soon and she's looking great. She's going to live into her 90s. He dies that $9,000 goes away. Yeah. How in the heck can you replace $108,000 of income at that point without planning for it? Yeah, but if you plan for it, there are there are ways to plan for this. It, it, there are financial instruments that allow you to uh, get that same level or a high level of guaranteed income uh, by structuring the portfolio now in advance. And we also actually see this often in second marriages or third marriages where the new marriage, the husband comes in or the wife comes in and they have a large pension, but there's no benefit to the spouse if that person dies. And often the other spouse doesn't understand that. So that is why it's so important that when we have meetings with clients and we're seeking, if they're seeking a second opinion from our firm, is that we have both the husband and a spouse there so that we can understand nobody did anything wrong, right? It's not anybody's fault. It's now we have to solve this problem. And there are ways to solve this. We do this every day. And I would say one out of 30 or 40 people have this issue. And it's a big issue, but it can be solved. Definitely, definitely. We had an example a few months ago, clients came in and he got a $100,000 pension. But if he dies, she doesn't get any of it. They were, six, I think, both 65. And they had about $3 million of assets. And they just weren't sure how to then allocate the assets. We used $800,000 of it so that we thought no matter what, the earliest he would pass away would be 75. So we planned 10 years down the road used $800,000 to guarantee that if he was gone, she would get $110,000 guaranteed for life no matter how long. And if she passed away first, the $800,000 would give him that income or he could just leave that asset to the beneficiaries. Yeah, you know, Dan, you made a key point because what we do in planning is that we not only develop a a spousal plan whereby, you know, you as a couple, both spouses have this plan in place based on how long you're going to expect to live. But we also do a, a, a plan whereby if one of you passes away, 
we can determine in advance how much money is needed for that only single spouse, what income sources are going to go away, how Social Security is going to be affected, so that we put together a second plan to make sure that remaining spouse is going to feel very comfortable in advance of even spend, even investing in money, Dan. So doing that secondary plan is really key for both spouses. Oh, no, definitely. And you know, a survivorship income plan shows then what's going to happen regardless of who is living. And it makes both people feel comfortable that the right decisions are being made now because that's all we have. If the decision has already been made and we have a pension that's been chosen that's single life, then we have to act and put a plan together that will protect the surviving spouse who's not getting the pension. If they haven't made that selection yet, then we're going to go through and we're going to analyze, we're going to help you make the best decision. And in some cases, it's going to be to take that joint pension because then we'll make up income in other ways that are more beneficial than um, having to plan 10 years down the road to replace that type of yeah. income. It just depends. Yeah. No, that, that's really key, Dan, because we deal with so many people that do have a pension upon retirement and allowing us to do these calculations in advance, put together a plan. Should you take the pension? If so, how should you be structured? You know, do you ex- uh, accept the spousal benefit? What do you have to do on these plans? And there's usually six or seven choices that we kind of noodle through to make sure that you're making the right decision. And, and I think that's, you know, the goal is to make sure that you look at the options and have the data because our clients that we meet with, most of them are really, really smart people. If they have the right data, they make yeah. the right decision. If they don't have the right data, then yeah. they're like anyone else. It's 50-50. The coin, yeah. 50% of the time, actually 51% of the time, they're going to make the wrong decision. 49% of the time, they're going to make the right decision, right? And, and how many data. times have you heard where a retired person goes to their HR department to understand their pension benefits, and they don't have any type of direction? There's none. They're not going to give them anything but a piece of paper. They're not going to give you advice. So having that second opinion really helps that person make the right decision. No, and, and that's going to be key. Key is to feel comfortable that when you make the decision about your pension and the spousal benefits for that pension, that you both feel comfortable that it was the right thing to do. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group, for decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. To learn more about Jim Files and Dan Ahmed, visit peakfin.com. That's peakfin.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about the subject, Jim, called Mistakes Couples Make. And I think the biggest mistake a lot of people don't make, they don't communicate about their money. And we find that across the board. It never was talked about when they were growing up. It never was really talked about in school. Never really was talked about, you know, at their jobs. They never learned. So when you don't understand something, you don't really talk about it a lot. We find one of the most important mistakes, big mistakes people make, especially couples, is they do not have an agreed upon monthly budget. And when you talk about the B word, the budget, for number one, the budget just sounds bad. Well, when you're 20 and you have to have a tight budget, that is bad. But at retirement, 
The budget is not a bad thing. The budget shows how much money you really need to spend to meet all of your goals, wants, and needs so you don't have to worry about each month enough money coming in. So it's more of a golden budget and you don't want to have it be a tight budget. You want it to be more of a loose budget. So let's say if you've had your house paid off and let's say after adding up everything, including travel, um, pets, etc., you have an $8,000 monthly budget that we have to create. Well, having that in writing makes it so beneficial for both of the spouses to see. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have it in writing, how in the heck do you know how to produce income and what that income is going to be used for? Is income guaranteed or not guaranteed? How much is in Social Security? All those things have to be considered. But if you have the budget in place, we have a number we're working with. If they don't have the budget in place, isn't it so easy just to say, well, then we're just not going to use our money, honey. We're just going to leave it there. We can't spend it. Well, you know, the biggest concerns retired people have is, number one, they don't want to make a financial mistake. You don't want to lose a lot of money, right? Number two, you have to make sure you have enough income for life. And number three, if you do everything right, you want to leave money to the kids or the charities, right? Well, unless you have have a budget in place, there's no way you can accomplish those three. You'll always worry about your money. You'll always worry about renting your money. You'll always worry about leaving money to your kids, and you won't spend your money. That's what will happen. But if you have a budget in place that we can start the process developing an income plan, a tax plan, and a legacy plan, and you have all this in writing and everything laid out for the next 30 years, month and year, at monthly and yearly, you will feel really good about spending your money. Well, think about it. I think most people look at a budget how they looked at it when they were 20. It constricts you and stops you from spending money. That's what the traditional definition of a budget is. Your retirement budget is opposite. It does not constrict you. Your retirement budget gives you permission to spend your money because we know how much money you need to spend to meet all of your wants and goals. So if we know... $8,000 is your budget. That's our target. What if we can design a plan knowing what the budget is? If your budget is $8,000 a month, what if we can give you $12,000 a month of net income after taxes to now be able to pay for everything in your budget and still have extra money left over? How does that now fix the mistake that these people are making? Well, what people are thinking right now, Dan, is, well, how are you going to do that? You know, if I just pull that money off my portfolio, I'm going to run out of money one day. Well, yeah, if you have a conventional portfolio, that very well could happen. But that's not what we're doing here. We're using very specific strategies. We're using very specific financial instruments. We're designing portfolios that will last a lifetime by extracting income out of it so that you can support what you want to do in retirement. Yes, you cannot take, we believe, a conventional portfolio made up of 60% stocks and 40% bonds and do what we do. You will incur too much risk for that. I think people have been talked into that that type of portfolio is what they're supposed to have. If you go into all the big brokerage firms, your 401k company, whatever, and you're 60 or 65, they're going to say, oh yeah, based on your age, a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio is perfect for what you're doing right now. Well, if you retired in January 2022, had the 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, and then took out 5% income, and then lost 20% of your portfolio as well, you're down 25% or more right now after the market did what it did. How would you feel being retired one year and now only having 75% of your original principal based on that type of portfolio. It's not going to make you feel good. And you already know you're probably going to have to drop your income that you're taking off of it. Or if you continue to take that same amount of income, what's going to happen? You're probably going to run out. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, um, you know, we're not discouraging people from investing in the stock market. Uh, We own our own registered investment advisory firm. We have lots and lots of money under management that we manage for our clients. But again, we're using very specific strategies. We actually use algorithms and math to manage a portfolio. Uh, we look at it daily uh, from a risk perspective. 
If the market gets too risky, uh, we will actually sell off the portfolio, move to cash. The algorithms are measuring momentum on different asset classes, and every month it decides what you're going to own for the next 30 days. So it's a very tactically managed portfolio. It doesn't mean you don't have risk. You still got risk, right? You're in the market, but we're, we're mitigating the risk with not only the strategies, but by incorporating other financial instruments into the overall mix so that you can bring your risk down, Dan. So, you know, that comes down to being able to create the income you need to meet that month's budget that we're talking about, and it's just part of the plan. How about this one? What a big, huge mistake couples make is they don't plan together because usually one spouse, as we talked about earlier, handles the investments and one spouse handles the budget. So they think they're working together, but they're actually working independently as if they're two divisions of a company that don't know what the other person is doing because the person's handling the investments. The spouse that doesn't handle the investments, they don't like the investments. They don't understand the investments. They're worried about the investments. They hate the investments. Then you look at the person handling the budget. The person not handling the budget really doesn't even know what's going on on a monthly basis and how much is really needed to run the household. So now you have these two areas of stress that are now created between a husband and a wife. And it's like this little bomb that can go off because they both are doing separate things and neither of them understand each other. Well, even worse than that, we see this all the time where it's just one person is doing all of it right. One person is not only making the investments, but they're managing the budget. And often in the generation that we're dealing with or generations, we're dealing with older clients, right? They're 60 to 80. And because of that, often the man has made those decisions and the man not only is managing the money, but they're managing the budget. And the wife, the spouse, uh, has no clue on any of that stuff, whereby if the husband passes early, the wife is, gosh, up the creek without a paddle, right? Oh, if you don't know about the investments and you really don't know about the budget or even if you know about the budget don't know about the investments and the spouse that's handling the other side passes away it not only now do you have to go through the emotions of losing your spouse you have to go through all the uncertainty the worry that things are not going to work out going forward for you financially and we have so many um Widows that come in, they literally, when their spouses pass away, they come to see us for the first time to tell them where they're at. They're referred to us by their friends or family members, and they're so afraid that they're going to be poor one day because they just don't understand. And these are people that might have had or saved a million, two million, three million, four million dollars of assets, and they still think they're going to be poor one day. Yeah, exactly. But again, um, this happens every single day because, again, people um, have done a certain thing a certain way for the last 30 or 40 years. And in order to protect your spouse, not just to protect your money, but if you're one of those people that actually manages the money and manages the budget, you should really sit down with the firm to make sure you put everything in order now before somebody passes away so that the spouse doesn't have to go through the grief and the planning and the education at a time when her mind's in a different direction. Well, I just had clients come in this past week and they gave us, you know, what we see is affirmation to why you and I do this job. And she said, you know, going through this entire process has been extremely educational. It's been so beneficial because for the first time ever, we really are talking about our money on the same page. We used to be talking about money and it would be on two different pages and it would be stressful. We'd argue. Then we'd just stop talking about it. We wouldn't make any decisions. Now we're talking about it on the same page and we understand the concepts and we're talking the same language and it allows us now to say, okay, what are our goals? What do we want to happen? And now how do we want to implement it to make sure that we have the highest probability our goals will be met? During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, 
Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. Welcome back. Today we're talking about the subject that the financial mistakes couples could be making. And we, Jim and I have seen this a lot because we meet with people for the first time and they come in and it really comes down to they don't have a plan. If they don't have a plan, they typically are going to be able to make mistakes because nothing's really um, coordinated. How about this one? Not coordinating your individual accounts like 401ks and IRAs to be sure that the combined assets are actually working together versus against each other. Making sure that you're looking at your assets in total versus each individual, which most people look at each asset individually and they worry about asset A, asset B, asset C, asset D, instead of saying, well, these are my total assets. So instead of having 10 $200,000 accounts, which they have to now look at it 10 different ways, what if they look at $2 million as one big asset and what do they want that one big asset to do for them and it's never they never have it coordinated that way uh, they don't and, and it's as simple as just mutual funds let's assume you have uh, two retirement accounts you have a 401k uh, one spouse and the other spouse has a 401k and then you have an IRA and then you have some money that you've saved in what is called a non-retirement account they called they're called non-qualified accounts in our industry you have some money to bank you own a, a piece of property a rental home you got all these different assets and the mutual fund funds being used in the IRAs and the 401ks and the non-IRAs are all the same mutual funds. You have significant overlap. You don't have any diversification. Then you have a lot of funds that often are buying the same things, right? You have a large cap fund in each one of them, and they all own IBM and Apple and Intel, right? They all own the same stuff. So developing a plan is not only understanding where you're at now and what you own, but how to restructure that plan so you don't have that overlap, that you have different asset classes doing different things. They behave differently in different types of environments so that you now have a total plan whereby you're looking all at your money from a global perspective, not individually. Well, how about not just then coordinating your individual accounts like 401ks, IRAs, and brokerage accounts and bank accounts, but also how you kind of mentioned, to start to mention, um, coordinating the other types of your income, your real estate income, your pension income. Oh. What about your Social Security income? Mm-hmm. How should you? Should you make decisions on when to claim Social Security without taking into consideration all the other aspects of your finances? And the answer is no. You should never, ever make a decision about Social Security unless you look at your total plan and what your goals are. For example, do you have family? Do you want to leave assets to your family? What's your health? What's your spouse's health? What assets do you have? How are they invested, et cetera, et cetera? How much income is coming in from the real estate? All these things then will actually help us help you make a decision on when the best time to claim Social Security is. Yeah, and and that's a key component because we have very um, uh, specific math. We have a proprietary system here that will tell you exactly when you should take Social Security 
for both spouses based on what you just described, Dan, not based on what the Social Security Administration is telling you to do, but what is best for you and your plan. Well, Social Security is always going to say, wait until the last possible yeah. one, wait until 70, you get 8% gains. Well, what are they going to tell you? They know the more people on Social Security is going to drive the Social Security system down faster. So when does the government ever tell you to do something that's good for yourself? Yeah, exactly. But if you knew that information, if you knew when to take Social Security and how it's going to affect your long-term plan over the next 30 years, I can tell you, you could save yourself tens of thousands of dollars in some cases, sometimes over $100,000 by making sure you're taking Social Security on the right date, Dan. Well, you have to look at multiple things. One is, what if now you claim Social Security early? Well, at that point, if you claim Social Security, you get a less amount of money, but you get it for a longer time period. What if you defer Social Security? You get a lot more money, but you get it for a shorter time period. By taking Social Security earlier, it allows you to not have to dip into as much of your own assets, which if you have family and beneficiaries, you get to leave more money to your family that way than if you defer Social Security. So there's all kinds of different things that we look at just to make sure because that coordination of your assets, your income is going to be key. How about this one? Let's look at number five. We'll try to bring it in. We'll see if we can um, finish it before the break. If not, we'll cover it over. Mistakes couple makes. Not managing risk in a way that both spouses are comfortable with so that you you help one spouse not always being nervous about having a big loss because if you handle the money, of course, that person is usually more okay, more comfortable with the risk. The person not handling the money freaks out when they see the market going up or they see the statements like, oh my gosh, we lost 100,000, right? So you, yeah. you want to put a plan together that now makes both spouses. And maybe um, we can talk about how we go through our risk tachometer that is the true, we think it's the only way to help people choose the amount of risk they want as a couple. First of all, I'll state that there's no couple I've ever met that had the same appetite for risk unless one of the people was being intimidated by the other person. And just defers to that person. Exactly. Uh, Because everybody has their own perspective on risk, and everybody's afraid to really identify risk because they've really never talked about it from that perspective. So when we do an exercise, we have a tachometer that goes from 1 to 10, right? The the further you go up on that speedometer, that tachometer, the more risk you're willing to assume or the more risk you have in your portfolio. And when we actually do this uh, with a couple, uh, we always do it for both husband and wife, we get a different opinion from each one of them. And the goal is not only how much risk you think you have right now, but more importantly is understanding that risk you have right now and how much risk you want in retirement, and then understanding based on the level of risk you take, how that's going to affect your retirement plan long term. And unless you understand those ingredients, you cannot make correct decisions on how your money should be placed. Well, think about it. It's pretty easy because we're going to ask both Bob and Sue, they're married. We're going to ask them how much risk they want to take. And they don't really know what it means. So we say, okay, Bob, between one to 10, how do you view yourself? Sue, between one to 10, how do you view yourself? And Bob says, well, I'm a six. Sue says she's a two, whatever. Then we say, okay, based on if the market crashes 40%, how much do you want to lose? We ask them how much they're really willing to lose. We show them how much that means they could lose with their portfolio. Then we match it and we're actually able to pinpoint as a couple, how much risk they should be taking that'll make both spouses comfortable going forward that they don't have to worry about a big loss. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, 
identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us and joining us here with Dan and Jim at Peak Financial. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, and we're talking about mistakes couples make. And we talk about this all the time as the biggest mistake any retirer makes, and that is not having a written comprehensive retirement income plan, not putting everything about their money in writing, not having what we will create for individuals, which is putting every single little detail about their income, their taxes, et cetera. So basically when someone comes in, we will state the first thing we need to find out is what are your goals and needs? But the second thing we need to find out is how much risk are you taking and how much risk do you want to take? And when we do this type of analysis right now, it's not unusual when we do a plan, it could show that person could be subject to up to a 40 or even 50% loss of their portfolio if we have an, if we have another market decline. And at retirement, if they're 60 or 65, they can't be taking a 40 or 50% loss. We'll do a complete fee analysis. And the fee analysis is going to show what they're paying in both visible and indirect fees. We're going to do an income plan. And probably the most important part is the income plan because it shows for the next 30 years of their retirement, where they're going to get each source of income every year so they know where their money's coming from, how they're going to replace their paycheck. Then we do a tax analysis that shows how much income tax they're going to pay and how much net income they're going to have. We do a budget that shows how much money they're going to need to spend. And then we couple that with doing a long-term projection of on a legacy plan, Jim, how much they can possibly leave to their beneficiaries after they've used their money for income. Now, not having all those things, what does it cause a couple to do? Worry and not use your money, right? You're and fight out and, and fight and fight and argue right uh, i can't spend this no honey you can't spend that no you can't go you get your nails done just wait a month to do that we right can't or we go can't on go that trip kitchen. yeah we got to wait for three years but but you know dan you you went through the whole process and you identified some of the things that we do here for all clients but but you started with risk because all this other stuff doesn't matter if you lose a bunch of money you can't make the plan work if you lose a bunch of money and dan you mentioned the consumer could have 40 to 50 percent risk factor and what that really means and let me let me make sure everybody's really clear on that that's listening if you have a portfolio right now today and you have a big brokerage company or you're managing it yourself and you have 60 percent of that portfolio is made up of equities that's stocks or stock funds and you have 40 percent of that money made up in fixed income called bonds bond funds maybe a little bit of cash if you do an analysis on that through a third-party research company you will find that you have a 38.52 percent risk factor which means if the market goes down by about 50%, that's the stock market in general, the CDS and P500, you're going to lose about 40% of your money. You have to understand what 40% means. That means if you have a million dollars, you're going to be down 400000 You have $2 million, you're going to be down $800. You have $3 million, you're down $1.2 million. That is key. That's critical to understand so that we can restructure those portfolios so that the income plans are going to actually work for the client, Dan. No, that's key. And the comfort level of having these things in writing will dramatically decrease the anxiety you're talking about, the worry that someone has. Um, Before people retire, we know the one thing they fear most of all 
is not being able to create or recreate the monthly paychecks they were receiving when they were working when they retire. Because when they're working, you go to work, you put your two weeks in, you show up on time, you leave on time, and at the end of the two weeks, you get that paycheck automatically deposited, and it's the same amount, it's exactly what you're supposed to get without doing anything else other than showing up for work. Well, at retirement, what's the one thing you're not going to be doing? You're not going to be showing up for work. That's right. Now you have to look at your assets as somehow creating that monthly income flow that you were getting before. So it becomes scary because there's no way you know how to use those assets to create the monthly income flow because you want to make sure that the same amount of money comes in, it doesn't go down. You want to make sure it lasts for as long as you live and you want to make sure it never runs out. Well, to do that makes it very, very, very difficult. A written plan needs to put all aspects of that together, needs to show. What if you had a one-page sheet? Just imagine your mind, a one-page sheet that shows for the next 30 years where each income source comes from on a monthly basis and the total monthly income you're going to receive before taxes. Then what if you had one extra sheet that showed on a monthly basis how much income you have coming in and how much tax needs to be withheld so you know how much net income you have. Subtract out your budget and it shows that you have an extra two or $3,000 to spend more than you needed. And then what if you had one page that just showed after you're gone 30 years down the road and you've used your assets for income, you're still going to be able to leave a lot of money to your beneficiaries. What if you had those three simple sheets, Jim? An income sheet that shows your income coming in, a tax sheet that shows how much tax you're going to pay and how much net income you have, and a legacy sheet that shows after you're gone how much can possibly be left. Aren't those the three main things people want? And we and we would have already showed them a one-page sheet of their risk. Yeah. And that one-page sheet of the risk is so important because that means that if we can get your risk down from losing 40% to losing maybe 3 to 7%, that means that income plan, that tax plan, and that legacy plan is going to work for you. That means if you have a conventional portfolio someplace else, you manage yourself, and you have a 60-40 portfolio, that same plan will not work for you, we don't think. Or if it does work, you're going to be stressed like heck through life. So there are structures and plans and strategies and techniques that are used in retirement that are different than what you would use if you're not in retirement. And that's why we are so adamant about making sure that you have a risk plan, you understand your risk, how much you could lose, and structure your portfolio accordingly. You have a tax plan, you have an income plan, you have a legacy plan, you have a fee plan, you have all this brought together, and in the end, you have a full narrative on how you're gonna execute this plan, how the products work, and how this is gonna last for as long as you live, the income, and you're gonna leave money to your beneficiaries when you pass away. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list, Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. 
Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California-registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG Insurance Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed, California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.